episode 78 with Victory Jiu Jitsu's Alex McKinnon, Wolfruns Miles McPhee, Halifax BJJ's Joel Jacquard, and Lovato's Brad Call. Let's do it. Oh, stay tuned. Look at me dropping the ball, leaving the logo up. What a total amateur. <laughs> episode 78, John Foster, how are you? I am good, brother. How you good. doing? Good. What was that? Were you skipping to the? I was movie? getting around the uh, the logo. Oh, that's I'm an idiot. But I, because everything's reversed, I went the wrong way first. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Punched in the lips. We <laughs> are absolute amateurs. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> everybody, welcome to episode seventy-eight. Thanks for joining us. Sponsored by Privateers Harley Davidson. Check them out online right now. Up. 0.99% financing for all their 2019s. Check them out, get them out of the lot, and uh, yeah, support those who support us. We got a great episode today, John. We do. Yeah. We absolutely do. The East Coast Roundup number three. Should yeah, man. Fun. Yeah. I'm interested well, to see what these guys have to say, man. Like uh, a lot of questions about opening up clubs. So I'm, I'm looking for some insight on that. Absolutely. And uh, just looking forward to chatting with these guys as well, man. Me too. Me too. Well, let, well let's start it off, I guess. Uh, let's yeah, get let's the meeting right away. So uh, we'll start off with Mr. Alex McKinnon. Uh, he's uh, a black belt under uh, Shane Rice, you know, obviously a legend here in Canada. Uh, Hickson's first uh, Canadian black belt, uh, you know, and Alex, he, he runs the Moncton Club. He's been very heavily involved in Victory Jiu-Jitsu, the program, the building that club from the ground up uh, with Shane. And uh, he's been a huge part of uh, actually people. Some people don't know this, but Alex was a huge part of submission series and doing all these events. He, he did our first two uh, events and put a hell of a lot of work into it and uh, did a really good job with them. So uh, really happy to, to connect back with him and uh, have him on. So. Let's bring him on, Mr. Alex McKinnon. Hey, guys. How you doing? How are hey, you, man? Alex. How's things? <laughs> Pretty good. That was a kind opening. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, it's true, dude. You know, it's a, a lot of work went into that kind of stuff. Like, dude, can only so many people know. No one knows how hard it is to put any, even what you're doing right now, the, the volume of work that you have to put in to do something at a professional level, especially when you're doing it yourself and trying yeah. to learn it, it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, and only when you do it, you're like, man, like props to them for like the volume of episodes you've already pumped out is it's insane, man. And it's, it takes yeah. a lot to pump Thank content you, like that. So it's, uh, yeah, it. props to you guys. So cool. it's, it's a good thing you're doing. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well welcome to the show, uh, for the first time for you. And, uh, let's get on to our second, uh, athlete. We're going to bring him on here. He's, uh, John, uh, Miles McPhee is a guy, he's he's competed, my God, in absolutely everything. He's destroyed pretty much every bracket that I've put on. Uh, he's a blue belt. Uh, he's won multiple IBJJF events across North America. He trains under Wolfrun uh, over in PEI with uh, Paul Abel and crew, and also Summerside splits his time between there, and also is over with Joel and the crew at Halifax BJJ a lot. A, a stud of an athlete, a great family guy, so... Let's bring him on. Let's chat with him how things in Prince Edward Island are. Mr. Miles McPhee. Hey, guys. How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Great. How's things over in Prince Edward Island? Uh, good. Weather's beautiful. Uh, gym opened back up again last week. Oh. Starting to get back to training a little bit. And uh, yeah, everything's good. Had a good Father's Day. Good for you. Good for you. Happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, there we go. So uh, that's two out, of, two out of four, John. So uh, let's bring number three on. He's hiding down here. I, I, I see him now. Uh, see if I can bring him on here. I'm going to pull myself out for a sec. So uh, Joel Jacquard, he's the owner of Halifax BJJ. John, you know him. We all know him very well. He competes at a, a really high level. 
Oh, we lost John for a sec. Uh, you know, uh, Joel competes at a really high level. He's, again, won a, a ton of tournaments in IBJJF uh, locally. He's the Road Grand Prix champion. Uh, he's won lots of submission series events. And, uh, yeah, he, he's the co-owner of Halifax Jiu-Jitsu. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's bring on the man himself, Mr. Joel Jacquard. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, buddy, how are you? Oh, living the dream. What's up, Alex? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. Just rocking the quarantine <laughs> I can see that all you guys there have a, have a bit of scruff. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine scruff, man. Figured I'd try the mustache <laughs> over a little bit. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Joel. Again, uh, I missed that part, but uh, yeah, so Halifax PGJ, of course, uh, under Marcelo Garcia as well. So let, last but not least, uh, let's bring him in here. Uh, uh, Brad Call, he's under Lovato Jiu-Jitsu. He's now moved back home here. He's, he spent a lot of time out west uh, in Edmonton. Uh, he's a brown belt, uh, like I said, under Lovato. Also, Steve Newman, he's now moved back in here. He's uh, going to be working at the Clinch Training Center. He's kind of like a computer science guy, a, a, a computer, uh, I guess yeah, I, I would call him like a computer science badass i guess you would call him i'm not sure that's what a few people have labeled him as so uh it's exciting to have him back on the east coast i've known him for a while and uh he's a big kayaking uh a fan as well so uh let's bring him on and, and chat to uh the nature boy himself brad call hey thanks for having me here and yeah badass is much better than nerd so i'll take it <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's true man welcome to the show thank you Cool, cool, awesome. Well, I'm gonna remove myself here and, and throw uh, John Foster back in the mix and uh, see if he can take over, and uh, and then I'll try to get myself back in here. Hey, what's going what's on, guys? What's up, John? <laughs> hey, this is there it, man. Yeah, look at that. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I had to switch over on my my Wi-Fi servers. It went to shit instantly <laughs> as soon as he started introducing Miles. So. That yeah. yeah, man, I'm on top of a mountain, literally. It, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I told uh, I told Ashley to get off the phone so it'll work better. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, good to see you guys, man. I mean, I really want to get into it right away on what's everyone doing with their clubs. Like, we've got a lot of questions um surrounding reopening here i mean i'm getting hit up constantly i've been racking my brain on how i can um you know logistically reopen with memberships i owe time for you know do we do a new booking system and does that have another payment option blah 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 we're allowed 10 people here now in nova scotia um i don't know what it's like in pei there miles i'm assuming you guys must be ahead of us by now i would like to think and nope, uh, only two only two. That's a tough. I mean, that's yeah. That's a hard business <laughs> model. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that sucks, man. But uh, I mean, what what are you guys doing? Like, is anyone talking about reopening, or have you figured out any logistics that may work? Julie, um, you, you guys made progress, didn't you? Well, based off that announcement on Friday, we got a little excited and jumped the gun. But after doing some digging, we realized because. Uh, again, I'm just going to regurgitate what our lawyer uh, yeah. told me, and I'm going to try to put it in layman terms because I'm not very smart with this stuff. That's why we got somebody else doing that, and I just teach jujitsu. Um, from what I understand, because we are mandated to shut down because of the type of business we are, we have to provide a plan mm -hmm. and provide that to the government, and they have to approve it. So, from what I last heard, we're we're coming up with like a few different plans. 
where one's less strict than the next and, and just kind of hopefully they'll pick one of them. Maybe they'll pick one and make some edits to it. I don't know. But before we can open up, um, yeah, we need a plan well written out, like with everything. We got a bunch of money from the government to help us reopen and stuff. And so we've got a bunch of like hand sanitizing stations like don't really make a difference. We're sweating each other's face. But I guess the optics is what matters. But uh, so we're, we're kind of, we, we got some like cleaning stations in place. We got uh, more strenuous uh, cleaning schedule, of course, for when we do reopen and stuff like that, which will be laid out in our plan and hopefully uh, it gets approved. So obviously like the first plan would, would be less strict, the one that we want, and that's 10 people max per class. And, and they don't have to be the same 10 every time they train. But will that get approved? I doubt it. Who knows? And we'll skip a few steps and we'll go to the, the least restrictive or the, the most restrictive rather. And that's, that's bubbles have to remain the same, which me and uh, Josh sat down today and, and came up with a schedule idea for what that would look like. And because we have so many members, it was a headache, man, but we're going to, we're going to basically see what they give us back and we'll make it work regardless. Right. How long? So, I don't know. Yeah, when you, when you say like a schedule, like you were going to be like, this is your class, this is your class, because I, I was trying to figure out like how could you do some sort of a booking, you know, schedule like first come, first serve or whatever, and then do you have the guys that get ahead of everybody on the internet and were booked for every class, and then there's some people that are left out in the dark. So how, how was it you were handling that with the scheduling you mentioned? Well, again, we were just messing around with it today just to get ideas going, yeah. and we tackled the worst-case scenario, which would be like people that – uh, if you got a bubble, you have to train with that same bubble every time until the rules change. So basically we, we put out on our group and reached out to people like, just, just tell us how many days a week you would like to train. So we put the people would like five to six classes a week to the, the three. And we tried to group them the best we can and laid out a schedule. Um, because of, uh, only 10 people per class, it just stretches our class schedule out like crazy. We, we already yeah. have 20 something classes. And I think it gave us a few more. Um, so that's how we dealt with that. Now, if, if it's, if it's more simple and it's just 10 people per class, then we might have to put a cap. Like, look guys, like don't just sit there on Sunday night and register for every class Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll yeah. Limit it. like you could, you can sign up for three a week, no two a days. But if you notice like mid afternoon on Monday, there's an open slot for Monday at six, feel free, but just don't pre pre book everything. Yeah. What do you do, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Literally I'm 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 asking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, this is the same battle everyone has, right? Yeah, man. Like what, any insight on that, Alex? Have you guys been looking at anything? I actually just got out of a meeting tonight with uh one of the, the providers. So I've been talking to Zen Planner, Mind Body, different produce like people to like mm -hmm. what can your software do to help us facilitate some of the, the class schedule that we have to do? Um because yeah. right now you know, when you had it previously, it could be first, it was just, there was no cap, right? You let people come in, they pay their membership, that's it. Well, yeah. now it's like when there's caps and like, like Joel was saying, we're, we're trying to do the same thing with the bubbles. So how do you facilitate that in a responsible way? And it's, uh, yeah, we do the same thing as Joel. Uh, we have those stations set up. We have cleaning stations at each spot. I've actually, I've been in talks with uh, 85E, Dan in New York, who had quite an extensive plan to get his school reopened. Uh, you guys know how bad New York has been. 
mm. with the outbreak there. And he's kind of defying orders opening up, but he wanted to do it in a responsible way to show that it's possible to do it. So he had quite an extensive plan and cleaning stuff all set up. So I've been using that a little bit in terms of how we would model it. Um, we have a big guideline document started, uh, like five or six pages in terms of like what we're, we're expecting of students. It's nice, easy to read, trying to make it simple, but then the, the, the wrench that throws in, uh, I guess for us is with the Nova Scotia school, um, like Joel was saying, uh, we, we would have to submit that plan to the government to consider reopening the Halifax location. So now it's yeah. like, well, man, now do we need a different plan for each location or yeah. it's, it's, it's quite a logistic mess. It's uh, and they haven't really given us a lot of tools in, uh, in terms of setting something like that up. Like the martial arts academies have been a little bit left at the dry. I feel. So it's, um, I, I don't know. I, it's I it's been a challenge for sure. That. Yeah, no sure. question. And I have to agree with you with the martial arts gyms being kind of left out to dry. Now, I have a fitness facility as well, and we opened last Monday. But the group of fitness facilities here in Nova Scotia did team up on Facebook. We created a group, or, or another gentleman created a group, and we all joined it, and then we all discussed it. And then a plan was submitted on behalf of everybody, which eventually was approved. And here we are, open on the 15th, and things have been going really well. Um, based on the protocols we put in place and, and because of the square footage we have and stuff, it made it all possible. Now, mm -hmm. now I'm like, how the hell am I going to get a bio open? I literally today printed off like a grid, you know, seven days a week, so six slots per day. I was like, all right, Thursday at noon class, we can do There's usually not very many guys that show up for that. And the rest of it, I was like, I don't even know what to fucking put because I've got boxing classes, kickboxing classes, two age groups of kids. We got our intro jujitsu program, our no gi, our advanced, and then we have our open training where we do our, you know, we put things together in the cage and we work on, yeah. on fighting and sparring. So it's a logistical nightmare. And, you know, we're used to having, well, if a kid comes in that's four years old and their parent comes and there's two people. So we got the option to teach. Holy shit. I mean, I'm going to need to show on somebody. So there's Nate. So there's two of us. So I can have four kids with a parent each. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's yeah. getting ridiculous. And I have no plan written or submitted for a bio or for the martial arts gym, but um, that's where I'm at now. Like this needs to happen. And, and the 10 people who I thought was going to really be the catalyst for this, but it sounds like we're all having the same questions. Like, well, you, yeah, you can train, you can train, mm -hmm. but you can't operate a business. Basically, that's yeah, the, I mean, that's the yeah. difference, right? So it's yeah. like Joel is, I would say, 100% correct. Like, you have, like, it's no different than any other business. You have to come out with that, like, three or four step plan that's going to uh, let you allow safely, right? Like, what are you guys doing, Miles? You can only have two uh, people. We're only, like, yeah, we're only allowed to extend our household bubble by two people. So I have uh, my brother and Madeline Hughes, I've been training with them but I can only train with one of them. And since the schedule is so limited, uh, he can only have 10 classes a week. So I'm just training two days a week, bare minimum. We have the gym divided into six by six squares with like three foot spaces between them. Yeah. Keep the, keep it separated and uh, no little kids yet. No, uh, the four to seven year olds that I teach. Yeah. Uh, we don't have them in yet just because, we won't be able to keep them in a six by six square. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, point as well. <laughs> plus, yeah. Plus their parents always come in with them too. And that's yeah. Takes away from students. You can have in the academy. So um, 
we're hoping this Friday, it's phase four for PEI. We're hoping this Friday we'll be able to expand our household bubbles and maybe uh, get some uh, bigger groups of training going. Nice. How long have you been training like that? Uh, four, just two four, weeks. Four months. Two, two four weeks. Months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since March 20th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. What, what are you guys saying, Brad? Um, yeah, so um, we originally had a, a plan that we submitted for uh, the very restrictive um, requirements, I think, for like the June 5th opening or whatever date that was. Yeah. Um, we submitted it. We actually never heard anything back yet on that. Um, and then since then, things have completely changed as what's allowed, what's not. So we're, we're in a kind of a funny situation because, you know, as far as uh, we have uh, rival boxing uh, in our building, in our facility, and with them, uh, Boxing Nova Scotia has approved uh, plans that we can okay. use. So our boxing Muay Thai program can get off the ground and running. Yeah. Uh, still waiting to hear back on, you know, some of the jiu-jitsu. Can we actually have, you know, those 10 people actually making contact with each other mm. um, originally? We were going to do, you know, a whole bunch of basically warm-up movement, mobility stuff that no one wants to do. But since they couldn't do anything, it, hey, they're excited to do warm-ups again. Um, <laughs> so it was along those lines. And then other than that, you know, it, it's been Fight Club in my garage since uh, they opened things up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I think a lot of people are in the same boat, man, doing a lot of Fight Clubs in their garage, right? And I think it's going to go back to that way can, a little bit for Can a you while. see my lip a little here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. People Call having their, their, their little underground Fight Clubs for sure, man. Yeah. It's gonna go back <laughs> to the dungeon days. If H you don't, you're going to go crazy. For cycling, which are groups of 10 can cycle with each other without worrying about social distancing. Groups of 50 are okay as long as the two mirror rules. Groups of 10 are not allowed to swap people. Too yeah. confused. That's too confusing. I, I, I read. The, I actually read that today. The uh, the group of ten is strongly suggested. It stays as the same group, and then the fifty is two meters apart still. So I mean, everything at the fitness gym is based basically on six feet apart. The whole gym has been rearranged. We have you know arrows all around the floor. We have hand sanitizer all over the place, and mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And a bunch of things are shut down, like classes and that. But you know, that, that with everything being based on that, it almost makes it impossible. To do jujitsu and that, I mean, how long can you possibly teach warm-up drills and even <laughs> maintain membership? You know what I mean? Like, I've, I'm pretty high energy, so if we're doing fucking Brazilian dance and front rolls for any more than a couple days, I'm probably gonna <laughs> lose interest. Uh, <laughs> well that's it and that's part of the prog that's problem too is when they were talking about you know the the groups of 10 they're saying it's highly suggested that you stick with it but they're not enforcing it so we're yeah. waiting for the clarification on the business side can we yeah. go along with that right and you guys yeah. were saying with the kids like what do you we have like a, a good per percentage of our business is kids and Same you know, it's like 50 50 and so we're not integ integrating kids right off the bat either. We want to start with adults and make sure we have a smooth plan for the adults and then bring kids in later. And I, I guess I was wondering <laughs> to the other guys in the call, like what, what are you doing with your kids? Right? Like how, how are you going to integrate them back in? Cause it's, that's the other challenge on top of having the adults just sign up. Right. I registered them all in Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know what to do with them. That's, that's where I'm at as well. Um, you know, I don't know. And, and like you said, with the little guys, it's almost impossible. It's like herding cats. <laughs> so to keep them, you know, within <laughs> some sort of guidelines that they haven't existed their whole life until now that are completely asinine to a five-year-old, then it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But. What are you guys doing, Joel, in that regard? Are the kids? 
Same as Alex, holding up. Yeah, pretty much just trying to get the adults figured out first and even just get a word back from the government. Um, I think we were like, uh, our lawyer called the government on our behalf and mm -hmm. they called back. And I think that's how we found out about the plan needs to be approved and all that. So at least we heard back in that sense. So, mm -hmm. um, man, like I said, we were just messing around the schedule today and just take care of the adults. If, if we were to give everybody what they wanted, like we're stretched so thin, we wouldn't have much uh, time for kids' classes. It would have to be like three yeah. to five, which we might be able to pull off. But I think people are going to understand, man. You're, you're not going to get everything you want. And we wish of course. you know what I mean? That's why we have so many classes a week. Like we want people to be able to train as much as they can, but just right now we can. So the only, the only thing I'm worried about is like, we'll hear back in like two weeks and the rules change. Then we get to new rules to accommodate them rules. And then we'll I'm at that. Yeah. hundred percent, man. There's, there's yeah. a lot of things to consider and, and, and you're right. And things are progressing much more quickly now that we've had yeah. no cases here for a while. Um, would you, would you mind sharing with, uh, if, just in case anybody's wondering, like, is there someone particular that you were talking to in the government that everybody needs to talk to or everybody needs to submit? Or is there any information you guys can share that would like, you know, help I, any of the other gyms? After this, I can, I can reach out to, to Josh and try to get some information to pass on to you. But right now I don't, I don't ask questions, man. They take care of that part and I take care yeah. of the other stuff. Right. So uh, I just okay. appreciate that. And I try not to get too, too involved, but um, I can try to figure out like who they called or and, and that for yeah. you. I mean, if anyone finds out anything like that, let us know, and we'll share it on our page and, and through our channels as well. I'll try to try Even to get the inventory open, man. I mean, we we want you guys to get open. We want to get open so we can train. You know, I want I want my students to be able to come back. Like, you know, I miss all those guys, and uh, you know, also we we need guys to be training so we can start putting on events as well, right? So mm -hmm. there's a uh, there's a lot of a lot of you know sticks in the fire or whatever that need to need to get going again. Um, Everyone's eager. That's for sure. Oh man, big time! I mean, I get I get messages on the daily because soon as soon as someone sees something on the news, like you can have ten people. Hey, why are classes open? Oh. Ah, well, it's but yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, you can understand why people are like that, though. You know, it's it's uh, again, it's the problem with it is it changes so quickly, and there, and a lot of other businesses, like Alex said, have had help. They've had guidelines. They've they've mm -hmm. kind of been like, okay, this is what you should or shouldn't do. Yeah. But martial arts, like you said, it's kind of been left to dry, and no fault of the, anybody. No, There's no more important things they think, yeah. you know. But it really, to me, martial arts is super important for health, for for mental health, physical health. For for look at everybody's business right here, you know. Like yeah. well, CrossFit Dieppe right below us has been open for weeks now, so like their business has barely been impacted. Whereas, like, <laughs> we'd love to have our students back in the door, but we're just—it's been a battle to make sure you do it correctly. And but, and but, but see how like that's what that's what is infuriating to me. Like, how is that a CrossFit any different? All they did was tape off the areas, from what I understand, because like, they were already doing stations distance. and like yeah, they're, yeah, they're distance, but they're sweating and like yeah, like. <sighs> <laughs> Two, right? Like you're, you're, couple, you're a few feet apart, but you're still in the same vicinity, man. And like it's like on a cruise ship, people were like they weren't necessarily grappling on one another on a cruise ship. They're sleeping in different rooms and like touching different services, and it's impossible to keep everything so so clean that it's not going to spread. I think, but I don't know. That may be I'm possible. I, I know what the things we had to put in place at Motive, like. We had to pack a room full of equipment. We freed up about 4,500 square feet with the hand sanitizer and everything spaced out. I mean, as long as everyone respects the rules and isn't 
huffing air into each other's faces, yeah. like, like however you breathe when you're training. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to start tapping if you ever start doing that. Yeah. Tap, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you be tapping. Just don't look them in the eyes. I watched a fight actually last night on YouTube. Someone told me about this fight and I watched it. And the guy, that's the guy he was punching him from behind. The guy he was fighting, he turned like against the ropes and he was just like, he didn't want to fight anymore. And the guy from behind was just punching him in the face, like from behind for like a minute. But he was going like this. So it was super awkward. It was like, anyway. Different, different story for a different time, I guess. Speaking of fighting, guys, let's get off the topic of COVID. That's all we seem to have talked about, it seems, forever. Um, Czech Sport, Nova Scotia. Thank you, Christine. That's a good idea. Um, wow. Guys, comp- competing um, as a coach or as a competitor, any fond moments, anything you're really looking forward to get back to, any, any plans for the future? Why don't we start up the top? Alex, you want to? Take the lead on this one. I'd love to get our guys training together again. We have some insanely tough guys that are blue belt and up, man. Like guys like uh, Tingley, Scott Vay, uh, Scott McKinnon, those guys. Then we have Maserol, uh, mm-hmm. guys like that that are just they're beast, man. And all those guys want to train. Like they're they're hungry right now, right? So the sooner we can get them training, I feel <laughs> it's it's better for all of us. All of us, like yeah. even for a promotion standpoint, I, I sure. want to throw our guys in and and get them going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, man, I haven't competed since 2017, but uh, not not nearly as often as Joel, and not at the same level lately. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'd love to, man. It's just it's tough when you try to run the academy at the same time, and I do all the back end stuff too for Victory, right? Like a lot of a lot of the a lot of the the nitty gritty stuff that happens with Victory is usually done by myself. So it's um, that I feel takes away a lot of the time with teaching. Of so it's it's a little difficult, but yeah, I'd I'd love to have our guys especially our core guys back in and we have Marco up there in Edmondson. He's actually open in some capacity right now. Cause they're so small that uh, I know he's training some um, nice. Good. to try to at least stay fresh. And I mean, again, we, we have guys that are, are training in one or two person pockets in their little bubbles right now, but that's, yeah. that's the extent of it. Right. So, but we're, we're trying to get people ready, especially I know, uh, Mr. Clark there might have an event coming up soon. So if he does, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we have our guys ready, right? At least in some capacity. That's what we're looking for. So I think that would be great. Shout out to, to Guillotine Productions, old Nick's Nick's handling that stuff now. It's all it's all in his hands. We've we've groomed him well <laughs> through the years. So he's he's been a massive part of all these events, man. I'm really happy to see him kind of kind of take it over and do it on his own. Nick's a really wonderful guy and he deserves it because uh he's been a really big part of all the events we've done for sure. So Good, good for him. Miles, what about you, man? I know you've done a lot of IBJJF competition and tear it up on the local scene. What are you thinking, man? You, you, anything in the works or anything you're aspiring to? Uh, I had uh, was going to do the Boston Spring, New York Spring, and then Worlds all in a, like an eight-week stretch this spring, Jeez. and then that obviously didn't happen. So uh, uh, I always look forward to our like the New York trips in the spring with Joel. Um, I, it's not looking like we're going to be able to get there this fall. So looking forward to that next spring. Um, I don't think worlds 2020 is going to happen. Uh, there might be a chance for Nogi worlds cause it's okay. always in December. So if, uh, if that's a go, I definitely consider that. And, uh, yeah, I was looking forward to chokes by the ocean 2022. Yeah. And, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. It's, we'll we'll see what happens, man. But between you know Nick's uh, Nick's yeah. thing, and then I think like Rogue, I saw they're going to do something as well to another Grand Prix, maybe or, or something. I saw too. So between nice. those two, got they got her handled, man. You know, and uh, if you know, we'll we'll work with Nick a little bit and and help Rogue if we can in any way too. But you know, you're a stud, dude. You can you can go in a lot of places for sure. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah, uh, if, uh, yeah. if there wasn't anything lo local, then hopefully next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? I mean, it kind of sets people back. Well, it absolutely has set everyone back at least a few months, if not a year or more, for, for a lot of events and, and promotions. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll see who – I'm interested to see how things are going to be mixed up a little bit. Like, who was training the whole three months and, and who wasn't uh, who, who wasn't able to and who just decided to – this is the best excuse ever. And I'm just gonna pack these and <laughs> find it in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you find it in the first probably like five minutes. <laughs> I'm going. I'm starting with one minute rounds when I get back. Um, <laughs> Brad, you want to take the next shot at it, man? Yeah. Um, so uh, as far as myself competing, it's been a very, very long time, and uh, just in you know the garage fight clubs, I was realizing my 30. Uh, 39-year-old body didn't bounce back very quickly after uh, <laughs> months off there. So, yeah, we did three-minute rounds, and that was that was a lot. Um, but it, it was good to get back at it. Um, and we're in kind of a funny situation with our club, right? Like, so, uh, you know, we're, we're basically – we're down in Oklahoma finishing all of our uh, uh, certification with uh, Lovato Jr., getting all the curriculum underneath of us and everything. Came back, had the grand reopening of the club, and then the next day the world fell apart. Yeah, like, oh, like it was literally the next day was the first case in Nova Scotia. We had to shut everything down. Um, so on the JIT side, we, you know, we, we just had a, a small group of us uh, kind of getting that going. But I've always loved being part of fight camps, uh, training camps for tournaments, helping out with that. So though myself competing, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I love getting in the grind with the guys who are working on it and helping them, uh, you know, hone their games and hone their skills for events. I hear that, man. Nice. Joel, last but not least, man, one of the most active competitors out of this side of the world. That's for sure. What's Thank up, you. man? You must be just missing life right now. Fighting <laughs> yeah. at the net. Yeah, like I was going to do Boston and New York as well. And then um, I was supposed to do the main event of uh, Guillotine Productions against a guy from Ontario in June. So that would have been really fun. Um, Master Worlds was going to do Nogi Pans. And, uh, whatever else comes my way basically. Cause I usually take like December, January, February off. And then I kind of step it up from like March, April till November, December again, you know? So I take those couple months off just to kind of get fat and be normal. <laughs> but um, kind of like going ahead, uh, road grappling has reached out to me. They said they're going to plan to do the Grand Prix in August. So, I won last year, so I get to go in this year. And that's an interesting tournament because there's no time limit. You have to submit the person. So last year, was, it was one of the toughest tournaments I've ever done. Mm -hmm. it, it Probably the best format, though, eh? Like, you got to love sure. it. Because you have these people complaining. Like, if, if you got a time limit, there may as well be points. Honestly, yeah. if, there's, if, there, if you want a sub only, the only way to do it is no time limit. And I agree, 100%. So, well, I and All I right. remember that it was Gi and no Gi. So is gi one round, no gi next. You, you got yeah. a grappler. So I like doing both. I don't have a preference. I like when we're open, I do gi in the morning, no gi at night, and then they flip. So we're doing two a days a lot. And then, but one thing, one thing I was gonna change up. I don't like. 
I used to compete a lot at all the local tournaments, but I think like I'm going to not do many local tournaments anymore because transitioning from, you know, being just a student to a club owner, I realized like I'm stretching myself too thin sometimes at tournaments because I'm running around coaching people and yeah. then I can get 15, 20 minutes to warm up myself because I have a, I really take competing seriously. So I need that time to myself to get mentally ready and warm up and all that. And then it's like, I miss some of my students' matches and I feel terrible. So one thing I said was like, okay, local scene, I'm going to be the coach. And then when I go away in New York and stuff, I can be, I'm a student. Like, and whenever we're in New York, I have Marcelo and them take care of me and corner me and stuff. So I'm really thankful for that. But when I'm home, I want to do that for my students. So unless it's like a super fight or something, I'll do that. But at tournaments, I'll probably, I don't know what I'll do locally anymore, but if there's a super fight, somebody from Ontario wants to come and face me in my hometown, I'll do that any day. No doubt. <laughs> Only Ontario, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. It's just like I say, I say Ontario because who, who are you going to really have a super fight with me and somebody from the Maritimes? Like, we, we already faced each other so many times. Like, it's just, I don't yeah. know. Been there, done that. There's other people that can do it, right? You don't need to put me up against people. Like, I've went against almost a lot of people, oh, right? Oh, man. You and Nas. <laughs> set, set, match 604. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just it, you know, it is what it is. It's like I'm happy to step down and just be a coach, and give my students an experience. But I always, I always encourage people to come to New York, man. Like, come to Boston. Let's go compete. Let's go train. Like Miles always comes with me. We're not like teammates, but we are in a sense. Like I consider him my team, um, even though we represent different clubs. But we we work yeah. here. And whenever I go away, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going here. You want to come? He's always down. And then we we go to New York and just get our butts kicked and lick our wounds and go back again. Yeah. Good right. experience, though, man. You guys have a wonderful experience when you go down. Yeah, yeah good time there, man. Like, even even the coaching, like when you go to compete, and you have world class coaches there. Corner, yeah, it's like it's a whole nother level. Like I, I took it for granted, like, or, or I didn't realize how important it was. But like when they're yelling instructions, you fully know what they're saying is is what you're supposed to do, and then you. It's so comforting. At first, like I told Marcelo a story. Uh, I talked to him. We talk to him every Friday. And um, I told him a story once. I said, you know, when I first competed under you and you cornered me, I was so nervous because you were there. And then mm -hmm. I, I said afterwards, I was like, man, I can't be nervous. I think Miles was there too. And I said, I can't be nervous. Like I got to be yeah. thankful for this. And um, the next time I went out and heard his voice, it gave me like a different energy because I'm like, I can look at this as a negative thing and put pressure on myself. What's up, mom? <laughs> Put pressure on myself, or uh, you can be thankful for it. And he, he told me he, uh, <laughs> he experienced a similar thing with uh, Fabio Grigel. So it was pretty cool to hear that. Very nice. Yeah, it, 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 it is nice as an owner or an instructor to be a student sometimes. I know, like myself, I've gone to the Origin Camp five years in a row. They always have awesome instructors. They have the core guys who now I work with under Alexi and Dedeco. And, uh, yeah, you, you have to be, man. I mean, especially up here, like we're basically generating our own content and, and teaching ourselves and then passing this on to our students in a lot of cases. So when we have a chance to, to travel and train with someone or like when Henzo came up or, or any of these great seminars that are, are brought to Nova Scotia, I find that to be huge, uh, as a student and also, following their lead as, as an instructor and seeing how these guys that maybe learned in Brazil or learned wherever and, and came over here, how do they run their classes and what's yeah. their structure and their approach? And I just love that stuff, man. And 
it's such a treat to be a student sometimes I feel like, you know, and it is. And when we first open, I put so much pressure on myself. Like I'm like, I got to compete every tournament because I got to lead by example. And like, if I'm telling, encouraging my students to compete, I should yeah. do right alongside them. But then eventually I was realizing like, I'm taken away from their experience by putting so much pressure on myself and getting myself ready and not being there for them. And especially like somebody's first tournament and maybe they come to my classes a lot and we really connected, but then I'm not there during their, first ever yeah. you feel like shit after so yeah. it's, it's the level you're competing at too though right joel it's it's even shane said that he's to to be able to teach consistently for all your students and compete at the level you're competing at successfully man you have to dedicate so much time to yourself it's mm -hmm. it's really hard to give back to your students if you're doing that right yeah no, you're absolutely right it's true yeah yeah and i mean you got you've got family and, and you're working outside of this uh i mean yeah, like why don't we jump into that, guys? Like every every one of us, like myself included, we 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 run schools and we train and we compete and we have students. But um, I thought you were going to say everyone here, everyone here was a dad. What were you going to go into that? I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I know the difference of that. I was gonna, what are you guys doing? What's what's your occupation? Uh, I mean, we just spent three months off. For myself, it meant unemployment. Every business I'm involved in was considered too dangerous to operate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, Joel, why don't we start with you this time and run back the other way? Like, I, I you know, I, I believe I remember what you do as a sheriff, correct? Yeah, I'm a sheriff of the Halifax Provincial Court most of the time, but I was actually, during this COVID, I was on parental leave with my daughter. Oh, nice. Uh, so I, I'm rounding up the last few weeks of that, but my wife only took six months, so I took the other six, and it's been the best thing I've ever done to be able to hang out with my daughter every day. And no question. Before the shutdown, man, we were going to the gym so much. Like she was, she would just chill in the playpen in the corner, and we'd be training. And it's cool. I want her to grow up and be a part of it. She's been to New York twice. She's not even a year old. Met Marcelo, Lucas, and all Menly, all the cool people. So oh, I want. Wow. Her Bro, hopefully she likes it. I mean, if she don't like it, then whatever. But I'm, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> as far as the job goes, when I go back, I'm only going back three days a week so I can focus more on the gym. Um, right. Yeah, so luckily my job, I have that flexibility because I'm a casual. So I just tell them I'm 60% um, available, and they support everything I do. Like every time I want, ask for time off, they, they bend over backwards sometimes to give it to me because they know I'm going to New York to compete. Okay. With, with a job like that, do they appreciate the training you do outside the outside of work? I mean, the training they do for hand to hand cannot be a friggin' fifth of what you're doing. No, like, I mean, like it's it's what they all need. Hundred percent. Oh, this is the argument. Every police officer that I train it's with. It's a whole different talking. podcast altogether. I know we could get into this forever, but do you, do you feel like like has there ever been any like mention of like man, we're really glad like you're so skilled in what you do and and the control. The only, and the the only thing like Pat Carroll works for me too, who's a brown belt, and we're the only ones that do jujitsu that I can think of in our like in HRM. There might okay. be one forgetting. I apologize if I am, but. Um, the only thing, I remember one time they got me down to train. They're all excited because they're like, we're into, we're we're introducing groundwork to uh, training, and I'm like, all right, cool. And they're like, will you will you roll with a couple of people? I was like, I'll roll with everybody back to back to back. I don't care. I don't care. Like, let's do it. And and they let me do it, and they're all really impressed with what what I could do. But nothing ever went from there because they're like, oh, you should be teaching us. I'm like, well, you could have. Marcella or Hicks and Gracie teach this, but it's not going to change anything if you guys are only doing it once every two years. Yeah, yeah it's pointless. Yeah. So, so, so doing what needed as a preventative. 
doing it at least once a week. It's never going to stick. So I have a plan when I get back just to, just uh, with the sheriffs, like, well, once COVID allows it and the government allows it, I want to do a class for like law enforcement only and, and not even like focus on just like, like street jujitsu, but just like, just a fundamental program, man. I think it could help so much. We'll, we'll see, but people may not be interested. Like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And, and yeah, you never know, right? It depends. Like, We've had a lot of guys in the military and the police that have come in and not stayed for very long. And we've had some guys that have stuck around for forever, you know? Yeah. So we definitely got a lot of military and police, but like there could be a lot more doing it. <laughs> well, they all should be. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I saw somewhere in the States now it's a mandatory to, to train jujitsu or they're implementing it into their, their training program. I mean, I think that's Even once a week, one hour yeah. a week would make a huge difference. hundred percent. I mean, you put fifty hours a year in something, you're gonna you're gonna learn something. You're gonna he- learn a hell of a lot more than if you do nothing. <laughs> like going into a confrontational situation with somebody you don't know what they're gonna do. It's just everything, man. Yeah. And I think too, just just being used to being in uncomfortable situations. Like if you grabbed a hold of me right now, I'm not gonna panic. But it's someone who's memory. never, yeah, someone who's never experienced that discomfort or that pressure is probably just gonna panic and be useless anyway, right? Yeah, or do something stupid. <laughs> Derek, Derek is also opening a school. He's going to announce that tomorrow. Yeah, I learn ADHD jujitsu. Yeah, distance fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Brad, what do you what do you do, man? Yeah, so I'm a IT security guy. So when everything fell apart, uh, you know, I was insanely busy because all of our clients, all these companies, also need to have all their workforce working from home, and most of them didn't invest in that prior to. Uh, to the shutdown. So it was very busy then. Uh, things have really tapered off since, since now companies unfortunately are closing their doors. They're not pulling through, you know, so, you know, it, it's really changed a lot. Um, and it, wow. it, it's sad to see the, the change, um, especially with a lot of our clients are actually, I work for a company in Alberta actually. So there they have the whole shutdown plus oils tanking, which uh, makes oh, it a pretty yeah. sad state there. No. Jeez, no doubt. Are, are you starting to see? Are you starting to see more work or things leaning into like video conferencing that a little more heavy? It seems like that's really taken off since COVID. Yeah, there's video conferencing. Uh, you know, I'm part of a local uh, security group here in Halifax where we actually did a virtual conference. Um, okay. So we were able to kind of pull that off, which was kind of kind of cool. Um, but as far as you know, the day to day work, uh, it's you know, big companies are still around. The smaller ones are, you know, if they're still in business, they're not spending money on, on service, everything. They're just trying to keep the doors open and the lights on. So it's yeah. different times. Yeah, the trickle effect, right? Like you, exactly. you weren't shut down and you're probably ineligible for any kind of benefit or help because you're weren't shut down mandatory or, or whatever the restrictions are on all these benefits. That's tough, man. I, I mean, I talked to a few guys that they weren't big enough to, uh, to qualify for any help, but they were, they were so small that when they took that, you know, they took a 60 or an 80% drop in revenue, you know, they're barely scraping by. So mm-hmm. yep. there's some bullshit uh, on the a foot. Um, Miles, <laughs> I understand you work in uh, forestry. Is that correct? Uh, I work for the national park just as a carpenter. So. Oh, nice. So you're outdoors um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah yeah it's great it's beautiful this time of year so it's good to be back and back outside um yeah we we were put off 
the middle of March. We went back then to May. I was off for eight or nine weeks and uh, okay. we were lucky. We were just put off on leave. So money was still coming in. Uh, I got four little kids at home. So uh, it's wow. kind of a nice break. Uh, lots to do every day. Yeah. Help my wife out. And uh, yeah, the kids had a blast. I was home every day and uh, awesome. it, it wasn't uh it wasn't too bad, but it was uh, it was good to get back into routine and back outside. Yeah, it, it, I got to say for myself too, with time off, it was the first amount of time off I'd ever ever really had that I can remember, and it just spending extra time with the kids and stuff was a was a treat for sure. It's uh, it's good to be back. Trying to trying to ramp back up to where we used to be is going to be a yeah. trick, but. Uh, well, it's, yeah. uh, it's like Joel said, man. If you if, if it's done properly. And and also it, it's it's done properly, but but kind of like it's also a little frustrating because like you say you're going to put this work into it, and then weeks later it's going to change, right? And that's the the hard part about it. That's the frustrating part about it, right? And also the the expensive part about it. You know, if you're dealing with a lawyer or whoever you're dealing with for this kind of stuff, it's not cheap. No, we I mean we spent a significant chunk of cash getting the motive open back up, but yeah. It's kind of what you got to do, right? Like, I guess it's kind of the cost of doing business at this point. So yeah, either that or you walk away. Right? Yeah, right. which you know, there's there's a lot more to walking away than just walking away. Like, yeah. what else you're walking away from, right? Like, you know, if can't I can't shut away, down a business now, you got to put it in the newspaper. I think. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, shut down a business. Picture me doing this. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, if I yeah. if I had to shut down a business because of this, I'd be pretty bitter about it. I'm not gonna for lie. Sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, Alex, what are you doing up there in Moncton? I guess, eh? Yeah, I uh, I actually work from home. Uh, I'm sitting in my office right now. Believe it nice. or not. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm I'm an insurance nerd. I actually work at the pricing department of Cooperators Insurance. So oh, I man. yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a, a math nerd in that regard. That's all my degrees in is in math. So I've. I help work with the actuaries and implement mathematical algorithm algorithms into a system. <laughs> How exciting does that sound? Yeah, I was <laughs> asleep there. Very smart. <laughs> oh it's uh, it's a good time. It's all right. It pays the bills for sure, and I I, I like the fact that I can work from home, right? So it's yeah. it's been enjoyable. So the the whole layoff hasn't really affected me at all. At the very beginning, uh, it was essential employees only. The biggest issue that we faced was that with the insurance company, we're, we're the largest insurance Canadian insurance company out there. So wow. for us, we had what was normally a max of 3000 people working from home. And suddenly you have an influx of upwards of 10,000 people trying to work on the same network and wow. everything slowed down. So they started telling some staff to not log in at all until they figured this out. So it took a few weeks before staff were even allowed to log in to work like they normally would from home, even myself, because wow. they had to get the network ready for, for all of us to work uh, from home. And it got worse and worse because they kept bringing more and more people on because once again, like you guys were saying, the guidelines are always changing. So yeah. once they started shutting all the agencies down around uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, across Canada, all those employees came home and had to work from home and find a way to do it. So it was it was major, major cost from from their side. So it hasn't really affected me that much, um, which has allowed me, I guess, at nights to, to work on some type of plan. And, uh, and I've been streaming a ton too. I, I play a lot of video games. So I, like games, so, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I might as well, might as well sink my time into something. So uh, Good yeah, for you. I figured, well, man, it's, it's like I was saying earlier that the fact that you guys put this stuff out and all this content, you either do what you love and, 
Exactly. Don't give a shit about what people say about it. You're always going to have people that are always yeah. going to be negative about no matter what you start. And you just have to, exactly. you eat it. You just have to eat it, absorb it, and just do what you want to do, right? And whether that's an academy you open or whether that's someone you affiliate with or whether it's playing video games, I think you have to pick your avenue and just roll with it. And I I, I feel like I've, I've learned that maybe too late in life, but I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. I'm having fun with it. And uh, yeah. Good, man. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's incredibly wonderful. important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go on to Derek all the time about how important it is to get outside, man. If I don't like do some fishing or, or be outside doing whatever, if I'm inside all the time, I'll just lose my mind. Yeah. I actually took a call outside today because I have like a Wi-Fi extender and I was like, I just want to sit in my deck outside for a bit. So. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> uh, one of these days I'm going to do this in the real outside, not the fake outside. <laughs> yeah. Good Wi-Fi yeah. out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll get an extender. Put well, on. that's, yeah. Who it knows just, where these can go? Who knows? But yeah, man, even sitting inside for an hour is tough when it's nice out. Yeah. Right, guys, before we get going, we've got a few more minutes left, but I'd like to go around the table again and just as instructors, what advice can you pass on for anybody that's like any general instructor advice or for anybody that wants to start teaching jujitsu or or maybe has just started teaching, you know, maybe before we shut down, like I've got a lot of guys that are, you know, blue belts, and purple belts that, that helped me out of my school. Um, and, you know, and, and right on up. And I mean, I even have white belts sometimes help out with class, maybe work as an UK or help with the kids. Um, why don't we start with you, Alex, this time, we'll just circle back around and uh, anything you want to put out there to instructors or any, any kind of advice you've picked up just from, from being involved uh, in the club for so long. You, you need, a mentor of some sort in jujitsu, uh, someone to look up to someone. They don't have to be, uh, the best person. <laughs> <You're Shane laughs> <as> an example. <laughs> Shane, Shane's, Shane's a good guy. He has a good heart in him. He's hard to deal with. And I think everyone knows that. I think everyone who's ever talked to him knows Shane's a little hard in the head sometimes. But I never thought that. Motherfucker is so goddamn good at jujitsu. He's so yeah. good at it. He's insanely good at it. And even to this day, I've trained with all of our tough guys and I have good roles with any of our guys. It doesn't make a difference. I can, I can train with anyone, but Shane still to this day consistently and almost effortlessly can, can submit me. Yeah. It's, it's still like, I know the technique. I know what he's doing. It's still, I can't, I can't do it like he's doing it. And it's mm -hmm. still to like, it goes to show even at black belt, you it doesn't matter what belt you're always going to have stuff to work on. Oh, so yeah. I guess, guess for instructors, it's, I, I had someone who I had, to look up to in the jiu-jitsu world i feel early on between shane and hickson and being part of that crew i kind of had that bubble and that support structure that was there from the get-go and i think that was super important so what we've been doing with our instructors is that we 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 run an instructors program or we were before all this uh, kind of happened is that every couple months we bring all our instructors together we sit down and it's not just showing technique that's one part of the teaching aspect but it, it's how you teach it. It's, it's how mm. you are engaging the audience that's there. Are you making the class fun? First of all, more than anything, are you making yeah. the class fun? Yeah. Like if it's not fun, none of your students are going to want to be there. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's one of the big aspects is make it fun. And then after that, you can work on technique and, and everyone's going to have certain things they're strong on, but focus on the things that you're strong on. And then the other stuff you get to fill in as you go. Right. Um, I guess in terms of instructors wanting to become instructors, um, yeah, I think think that's one of the biggest pieces is just focus on the things you know. Don't teach stuff that you don't know and find someone that you can ask questions to on a consistent basis. And I think the other piece is, is 
don't be afraid to say you don't know, right? You don't, you, you, you might not necessarily know all the technique and there's no harm in saying, man, you know what? I might have to run by, like, maybe Joel says, maybe I have to run by that, like by Marcelo, see what he says. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been in that situation. Here's what I would do. But maybe you want the, the official word from, from the higher power of <laughs> what to do in that situation. And I think yeah. that's, that's kind of important. Um, and, and Shane's been, Honestly, as, as tight as we are with that, the, the Hicks and crew, he's been very respectful. I'm actually one of the few people that play uh, a heavy De La Hiva game or like anything very grip heavy. And people kind of laugh like I'm, I'm a little bit sporty in that regard, but I don't compete a lot. Um, it's just how I roll and it's kind of what I preferred since I've been going. So, uh, yeah, pick pick your thing. Go with it and, and have some fun with it and, and then teach what you know. Don't don't teach bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's really a sport <laughs> where everyone kind of develops their own style. Like I know. Everybody I train with that I've been training with for 10 years, we all roll very differently. Um, I like that, man. That's awesome. Miles, yeah. anything you'd like to add, man? I know you're, you're teaching the kids' class and that over there, and you've been around the gym a lot. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, teaching the kids. is fun. I yeah. pretty well just teach the four- to seven-year-olds, but uh, uh, my that's, own that's kids, I got a couple kids teach, that age. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, I learned – I learned a lot last fall. Uh, Hoyler Gracie came down and he taught the kids class with me and uh, I learned a lot from him. He really keeps the kids moving. Um, The kids that age don't do real well, just uh, sitting in a circle watching techniques. Got to keep them moving, keep it interesting. And uh, I I travel around a lot too. And uh, like before that, all classes, like when I'm in Halifax, I'll jump in with the kids class and kind of get some pointers from them because, uh, like Christine and Joel, they're really good kids instructors and uh, mm-hmm. learn a lot from them. And uh, yeah, uh, my own training, I structure a lot of it around what I learned, like when I'm at Marcelo's, what Joel and Presley do in Halifax. And uh, I learned a lot from uh, Mitch McDonald back like when I was a white yeah. belt and fresh blue belt. And uh, he's trained everywhere. He's trained at Cicero's, Unity, uh, Home Luba Hall. So he has a lot of good ideas on how to structure training, especially competition training. But he's yeah, even at our academy for a while. Take little pieces from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mitch is the man. He's great. Uh, yeah, I just take little pieces from everywhere I go and try to implement little things that I learn. And uh, yeah, just try to make it make it my own and make it fun. Nice. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, we lost Eric. Uh, <laughs> Brad, yeah, you want to take the next one, man? Uh, yeah, a uh, lot of good advice already. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, definitely one thing is you got to be a, and remain a student yourself. Always be learning. Um, if, if you stop learning, start trying to stop developing your own game. Um, you're not going to be a good teacher. Uh, the other thing with uh, some of the, I guess, uh, soon-to-be instructors that I've been working with, uh, I instill in them is – uh, the organization side of things, like I'm very big myself on lesson plans. You know, yeah. if you're going to come in and teach a class, you're, I don't want you to come in and just wing it and say, you know, I know this move. I'm just going to show it. I want you to plan out the class, plan out the key details of that move or whatever sequence you're going to teach. That way you're not winging it. You're not missing the, the key details that are going to help your students learn. Um, so, yeah, planning is a big part of it for me. I love it. That's awesome, man. Joel, last but not least, man, I mean, you've got an academy now for – how long have you guys been together? Two years? Uh, two and a half. It'll be three in November. Wow. Two and a half years. Basically like a meteoric rise. Uh, get into it, man. What's part of the success of your gym? And and you guys have a lot of students that compete. Um, obviously, 
you you and uh, and Josh, great great examples in that area. Um, why don't you get into it a little bit, man? A little bit about your philosophy and how you guys approach your 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 club and your coaching. Before I forget what Alex said about like being able to admit that you don't know is huge because you Absolutely. know people want to pretend they know everything and they just don't. And then if you try to pretend you know something, you give somebody shitty advice and then you lead them down the wrong path and it's just terrible. It is. And then with the resources we have too, like I've done this in class where someone's asked me and I've said, listen, I got to do some more research and I'll go to the internet and bring it back. Like there's no reason to bullshit in this day and age. It's everything is out there. No. And the, the beauty is about our gym. I think we have like six or seven instructors and all brown and black belts. And um, yeah. if, if I don't know something or it's like something more like spider guard stuff, I'm like, man, I'll, I'll ask, or you ask Waylon or if you don't want to, I will. Or if you're, I wonder about back control. Talk about yeah. easily. You want to do pressure passing half guard? Talk to me. That's cool. Um, and then Christine, everybody kind of has their own style, and I like that about our gym. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like being a good teacher, I think it's important to find like your style of teaching because if you go to Marcellus, for example, and just like our gym, we all teach differently, like a little different, you know. Paul Schreiner like teaches at Marcellus. He's got to be one of the best teachers on the planet. Like nice. everybody at Marcelo is like, they're like, everybody comes here for Marcelo, but you got to go to Paul Schoener's class. Dude, that guy's a genius. And then How did they he, break it down? He's just, he's just very like, he breaks everything down to like every little inch. Like, whereas some instructors like, like I love <laughs> Marcelo, for example, and like Marcelo, like what, what happens if, if this guy does this to me? Joel, you can't let him do that. Like, <laughs> hey, Sounds like Shane. Whereas Paul, well, you got to put your hips this way and you got to do this. And then, and then he breaks it down like so finely. Like, look up one of his instructionals, dude. Like, so once you find somebody you, you click with, you try to, like, I'm like, man, I love the way he teaches. I try to do that the best I can. I'm nowhere near that, but that's my goal someday. And another person that, like, is one of the best teachers and one of the best competitors, Lucas Lepree. I love the way that guy teaches. The first time I ever seen him like an instructional, it's just boom. I was like, man, this guy is a sick teacher. Cause you know, if you're a good competitor, don't automatically make you a good teacher. And if yeah, you're a good course. teacher, don't automatically make you a good competitor. But there's some people that have both, like yeah. like Marcelo Lucas and like Paul. I don't think Paul has competed in years, but like man, the teaching is just insane. So as far as like the, the gym being successful, we're in the city. Like we're right downtown. We got so many students. We got so many people that just move here and they're new to the city. Our name's Halifax B to J. If you move to Halifax, what do you type in? Halifax B to J. We're downtown. We're, we're that's where a lot of people live. So, but one thing that I really love the most when people come and say the visit, they'll say, "I love the atmosphere here. I love how friendly you guys are. It's like you guys are really good and you're really friendly." It's like, well, yeah, like, and and we got that from Marcelo. It's like. Who's you know? You ask somebody who's the best in the world. Like if top three, you're usually going to name ourselves. Most people yeah. in the top three, whether he's first or third, don't matter. But yeah. he's so nice, man. He every class he shakes everybody's hand. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It's like you're thanking me, bro. Like <laughs> so that that just kind of like man, like it made me feel so good because the first time I was there. I was nervous and then he just made me feel like so normal. Like he was my buddy and we didn't even know each other back then. So that was huge because of, I remember how nervous I felt 
and then how good I felt. So we always try to do that. And like sometimes me and Raylan will be rolling, not even with each other, and we hear the door open and we look up and see a new student. Then I'll go look at him and I'll be like, I got him. And I have to stop rolling. I have to go shake their hand. Like, Thank you so much for coming. Like, how'd you hear about us? What made it, you know, it's customer service, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, awesome answers, guys, and just awesome advice. Let's uh, let's go back around one more time. Joel, we'll start with you. Any shout-outs? How can we find you on social media? Anything you want to say to your students coming up? Go, man. The floor is yours. You can find me on Instagram, Joel Jackard. That's it. Um, give a shout-out to uh, Break New Ground. They're my gear sponsor, uh, Proactive Health and Performance. They, they take care of my body uh, and push fitness. They do my strength training and, like, when I started putting all this stuff together, like I didn't do all this until the last few years and it just changed everything. It made me go from like one level to the next. So all that stuff's really important. Um, and to my students, thank you for watching if you're watching and I hope to see you guys soon. Trust me, um, we're working our ass off and the, and the second we can do anything to get open, we're gonna open no matter what. So I miss all you guys and can't wait to see you and sweat on each other whoop each other up it can beaten soon there's some competitions on the horizon so let's go let's get ready hell yeah man brad um go for it man yeah um well i, I guess first i um i didn't do instagram until i uh started teaching jits i i was absolutely refusing to touch instagram and then i got into teaching and i'm like oh, i i don't have a choice uh <laughs> so clinch underscore brad uh that that's my instagram that's that's you know just having fun jiu-jitsu kayaking when i can't jiu-jitsu now that's kind of been my mental uh mental health is getting out on the water uh enjoying some peace there been making a big difference as far as shout out uh you know uh we got our our family in uh the lovato bjj association um so all across north america and my buddy steve newman out in spain you know everyone's been having a hard time some you know oklahoma they're they're full tilt other schools are shut down some of uh the family members are in worse scenarios than, than we are they have no idea when they're going to be opening money or opening their schools and making money yeah. so shout out to them and then to uh you know all my students i just can't wait to get on the mats with you guys again nice beautiful man go ahead miles how can we find you man uh trying to find the mats we go. That's miles McPhee. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just that miles mcphee uh yeah, i'd like to shout out uh break new ground canada they're my gear sponsor Good geese, good no gi gear, and uh, Ikiro Canada too. They've uh, they switched from uh, jujitsu gear to uh, apparel. I forgot to mention yeah. that. And look forward, look forward to see seeing everyone again, and uh, miss all you guys too. I I used to love going to local tournaments, seeing all different faces, and uh, can't wait to get back at it. It's coming, Alex, buddy. It's last coming. but not least. Uh, Shout out to man, my professor, uh, who has done so much to get me to the state I'm in with jujitsu. I'm a nerdy guy, slightly overweight, but I feel like I can hold my own against most people. So I think uh, it's a testament to his jujitsu. So I, I, I shout out to him. Shout out to the academy uh, at Victory Jujitsu Academy or at Victory at Victory Jujitsu, I believe is the Instagram handle. Um, follow the academy if you want to see any updates for them. Uh, for myself, it's yeah, you said at the bottom there, Alex M Jujitsu. That's my private account, and then. Uh, McKinnon.tv is my my Twitch account. If you want to see me play video games online, oh, yeah. <laughs> with me in chat or something like that. Yeah, um, 
Exactly. And, and same sentiment as everyone, uh, just to let, let the students know if they are listening that we're, we're also working our butts off, having meetings almost daily nice. to try to get things up and running. Um, these guys trying to deal with Nova Scotia and the laws, we're trying to handle a little bit of both because we have the New Brunswick and the Nova Scotia and technically a PEI affiliate and a Newfoundland affiliate that we're trying to talk and see what they're doing. So nice. we're, there's a lot going on, but it's it's suffice to say, we're, we're trying to at least get HQ in, in Moncton here set up. And uh, yeah, we're doing all we can to, to bring everyone back. Um, awesome. We want to see the tournaments happen again because like, like everyone else, they're all chopping at the bit and uh, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I really can't thank you enough for coming on here tonight. You know, all the insight into just the reopen, uh, extremely beneficial for myself as well. You know, we've got a lot of questions out here in the Valley, and and, and I've been talking with Cody and Chris and all, all our instructors up here. Um, geez, yeah, like almost every day as well. We're, we're trying to figure it out. Um, as instructors and club owners and, and everything else, guys, we really appreciate everything you do and the work you're putting in behind the scenes to get the – get the scene back up and running again, you know, and, and the mm. fact that we're still here talking about it, it doesn't really feel like anybody's lost steam over this whole thing. Uh, I think everybody's just kind of hungrier to come back than ever. I, I, I know, I mean, we keep getting emails from people that aren't members that want to join. So hopefully it's a sign of good things to come. And in a few months we'll be looking back and, you know, geez, you remember when we were shut down a few months ago? Good to see you, man. And, and the same with Miles. Like, I always love running into everybody at the tournaments and, and different promotions and events. It's, uh, you know, it's these guys that you, that you run into for a decade and, and get to know everybody. And, and it's, a, it's a pretty small community, really, right? So, you know, I guess in a sense we are actually in this together, um, unlike the other people that like to say that, that are not affected at all. <laughs> And, uh, you know, again, thank you guys for coming on, and we really appreciate your time and all your insight, and take care of yourselves. Derek, you. you want to have We'll see you soon, gentlemen. Joel, see you, buddy. We'll talk soon. Joel's first to go. See you, Joel. Alex, next up. Lots of love, buddy. See, see you, man. Alex. Thank you. See you, Alex. Mr. Call, see you, my man. Thank you. And Miles, last but not least, the handsome Miles McPhee. See you, brother. Take care, Miles. <laughs> Awesome. Great episode, John. Great yeah. job. Thank you, man. That was fun. It's good to get in, you know, get in the room with those guys and, and figure out what the hell is going on, man. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, different locations and guys that are working hard to uh, to figure out just exactly what we do need to do here, right? Because we've got more questions than answers here on our end. Sure. Of course. Honest and, and, uh, this is how we're going to work together to get everybody back to, to working, you know, talking like that, like little advice, like Joel was saying there, or whatever it happens to yeah. you. I mean, they, everybody's we in need to together. Do. Yeah, yeah, it's, we it's, should we shouldn't all be doing this on our own. You know what I mean? We're we're no, we should have a, and we John, need to. You got to start a Facebook group tomorrow, Maritime know, right? Martial Arts Group Club. Actually, we started one on our Facebook group. Actually, on our Facebook page, there's one. Uh, we started it like. A while ago, but really, we we don't have anything to do with it. We're not a club, you know. So you're a club. I, I'm. I don't have anything to do with it. But it was about like supporting small martial arts businesses. But I don't know. Someone else should take the lead on it for sure. Yeah, I, I I'm agree. Sure you'd love to. I know. I don't have anything else to do, so I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> no, I don't think the thought didn't cross my mind while we were talking. You know, because 
you know, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like if we can just group together and even sure. just share information, even if we exactly. all submit individual plans, but maybe yeah. someone's got a good draft and somebody can build on it and somebody exactly. has the information that changes this, this, or this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy to provide any insight that's worked so far yeah. at the fitness gym, you know, and any ideas I have, like we put a lot of thought into this, yeah. a lot of discussion. Uh, as you know, I mean, I spent some time the weekend with a few of our instructors and, you know, we're trying to figure it out, but it's just questions, man. There's a lot of questions, a lot of gray area, and we'll figure it out. I, I think yeah. in two weeks from now, we're going to know a lot more. Oh, hell yeah, man. Let's get out of here. Great episode. Episode you, 78. Jesus. In the books. Yeah. Didn't swear once. Mom, are you proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But uh, great we're job. Great job, John. Great to all our guests. Uh, fantastic, wonderful episode. Great to see all these people. They're, they've all done a lot of things in jujitsu and uh, for the East Coast. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great episode. Again, sponsored by our friends there at Privateer Harley Davidson. Check them out online at privateersharleydavidson.com. John, if you can be anything in this world, we're going to be. Be kind, it. people. Oh, <laughs> We're See We're <laughs> thanks for watching remember to hit that subscribe button and as always thanks to our friends we'll see you tomorrow 